Welcome to Patient Stories. My name is Dr. Bertrand Liang, and these are tales about some remarkable people whom I've met through the opportunity of being a physician. Lightning striking thrice. Ms. A was a 45-year-old woman who entered into my clinic due to issues with numbness in her feet and a history of diabetes for a couple of years. Her primary care doctor had attributed this to a diabetic neuropathy and had started her on a drug for painful neuropathy although the patient specifically denied pain and that it was more like a lack of sensation and as she noted, like walking on pads or something that was bothering her. She had gone to a podiatrist uh, as well as an acupuncturist to no avail and she had asked to a referral to us in neurology to see if there was anything that could be done to treat her issue. It's not like I don't believe my doctor, said the patient, referring to her primary care physician. But nothing seems to work for this. I just wanted another opinion. I nodded and stated that the treatment of diabetic peripheral neuropathy had come some way in the past few years. And there were now agents that were approved specifically for this component of diabetes. But the best treatment is good glucose control, I said as I always do for patients who have diabetes. There's no cure, but careful control can help a lot in slowing down progression. The patient noted that she'd already heard that and had been maintaining a hemoglobin A1C level, that which we measure to assess glucose levels in patients with diabetes, that was within normal limits. That was indeed impressive and gave me hope that her diabetes could be brought under control and stabilize her peripheral neuropathy. But it was also unusual that such good control would be associated with fairly significant symptoms. While Ms. A was a full-time mother with two at home, she also was an artist, painting at night and selling her work at the local swap meets on the weekends in town. She noted that she'd have to stand a lot and mingle amongst the potential customers for her paintings, and this was getting more tiresome recently. It's like I have to sit down or my feet numbness might go up my legs or something, she said in an almost exasperated tone. I kind of feel weak as well. Well, not weak, but with jiggly legs. I nodded and stated we need to do an examination to see how well she was faring. And, in fact, during her exam, it was clear she actually did have some weakness in her feet, both flexing and extending the feet on both sides. And she had a fairly dense loss of sensation in her feet, going halfway up into her calf. Although I expected her exam to be abnormal, I was a bit surprised at this level, with only a couple of years of well-controlled diabetes. Ms. A., I think we need to do some additional evaluation of your nervous system, I said, writing out a referral. I'd suggest an EMG nerve conduction study to start, and while I think everyone believes your neuropathy to be due to diabetes, we should rule out other causes as well, at least to be complete. Ms. A looked up a bit surprised, with a slight look of alarm on her face. Then, she said calmly, Okay, do I need to be fasting for these blood tests? And where is this nerve test done? As I was taking a moment to answer, 
She interjected, Doctor, I deal with a three and a six-year-old every day. Nothing really scares me anymore. She smiled. I told her we'd get the tests done in the clinic and that the blood tests we could get today in a lab on the first floor. And she nodded. We scheduled everything as well as a return visit for the patient to see me afterward. The patient nodded once again, and we set her our tests up as well as the return visit appointment in six weeks, leaving her on the medication she was taking until we received the follow-up tests. A couple of days later, as I was going through my electronic charts, there was a flag note for me in the results section. Ms. A had a result that was being brought to my attention. A specific test which I had ordered, an antibody, something called anti-mag or anti-myelin-associated glycoprotein, was significantly abnormal. I had to look twice, since not only is this rare, but literally, I had another patient who relatively recently had this to be abnormal as well. Two patients within a six-month period with the same infrequent abnormality. This was either a huge coincidence or, sometimes what I think most reasonable, a lab error. So I called up the lab, and they confirmed it had been done at an outside laboratory and already had been reconfirmed. I then inquired about the previous abnormal result from my other patient, and the technician remembered that as well, and she noted that she remembered it because I was the only one who ever ordered the test. Again, everything was reconfirmed. I decided to wait for the EMG nerve conduction study to be done as well as the rest of the laboratory studies and discuss the entire picture with the patient when she came back to see me. My colleague performed the EMG nerve conduction study on the patient and walked the results over to me. Demyelinating, she noted quizzically. Both sides. No family history. No history Guillain-Barre, right? I nodded to all her questions and did tell her about the positive antibody test. Geez, Bert, I think you attract them, she noted, sliding a copy of her report towards me. Let me know how it turns out. When I saw the patient again, I told her of the lab results and the findings on her EMG nerve conduction study tests. I'm going to need to send you to hematology for their assessment and as well draw some more labs for them. Appropriately, Ms. A asked if this was ever going to lead to a point where there could be some sort of treatment. I think so, one way or the other, but I don't think this is diabetes causing your issue in the feet. Looking up, Ms. A noted, almost in a relieved fashion, I never thought this was diabetes. I mean, it just didn't make sense. At least you're confirming that. She sighed, and asked how long it would take to get the rest of the assessment done. I said, it shouldn't really take that long, really. The blood tests are straightforward, and I can refer you to the hematology doctor today. She's really, really great, very nice, and explains things well. I also noted that I needed to do a couple of things on her exam and had her lie down on the examination table. I examined the size of her spleen and I could actually feel it, which suggested that it was large, and her liver was also bigger than normal. The picture was starting to form, and again, I somewhat didn't really believe it, 
but responded by asking if the patient, if she had noted any skin changes. Not really, she noted. Just on the bottoms of my feet, the skin seems, well, thicker, but that might just be the numbness. I re-looked at her feet, but it didn't really seem much different, perhaps only a bit more red. We set up appointments for her in hematology. I ordered the consult in the labs and scheduled the patient to see me once again. About a month later, the hematologist called me. I assume you saw her result, she asked in her very soft voice. I denied this and she quietly laughed once again. You were going down the Poems syndrome path, she replied knowingly. I admitted I was. The acronym POEM stands for a syndrome where there is a polyneuropathy, large organs, an endocrine issue with a monoclonal protein found in the blood, and skin changes, also known as a perineoplastic syndrome, that is, a syndrome found with cancer, which the monoclonal protein can represent. Well, she's got the monoclonal protein spike, and we are working her up. Didn't you refer me another one like this, but just with the antibodies? I admitted I had, and she noted, yours are the only two I've ever seen. I guess I need to look for this more often. I told her that, in fact, this was the third case I had seen in about 25 years, and she marveled at this. In the end, Ms. A was treated for the primary issue, the monoclonal protein, in her blood, which was kind of a myeloma. The last I heard from her hematologist was that she was doing quite well and that her neuropathy had actually symptomatically improved and she was still an active follow-up in the clinic. The last thing her hematologist noted when we spoke about Ms. A was that contrary to the idiom, sometimes lightning does indeed strike twice in the same place or in my case, three times in the same place, for that matter. Thank you for joining me for Patient Stories. Be happy, be healthy, and find peace.